Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Well, Sean, Castrina, welcome to the program today. So happy to have you on. Man, it's great to be on the podcast. Yes. Uh, you are the founder of Weekend MBA, a serial entrepreneur, and you've started about 20 businesses in the last 20 years. And you and you have a podcast, the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. You've written several books. Um, the latest one, I'm assuming, is Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success. And you love entrepreneurs and you love business. Is that easy enough to say? I, I, yeah. I mean, I think entrepreneurship is you know, next to faith. Nothing can change a person's life or change humanity in general. Like they talk about nonprofits. I love nonprofits, but mm -hmm. they're all funded by people like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they're all funded by people with money. Right. If you right. go to a university, nine out of 10 buildings are named after somebody who donated money. Right. Every stadium's named after somebody who donated money. So, yeah, I think entrepreneurship is the, the, the great equalizer. You know, it has the chance to change, you know, whether you came from money or didn't come from money, you can flip the field in right. one generation. And, and so what got you started? I always like to hear you know, a backstory. I yeah, I had my dream job. I mean, I, I was going to go the typical route. I was a college athlete and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so pretty driven. I just figured I'd get a great job and work my way up and be the CEO. You know, I mean, in my brain, that seemed like the way to go. I'm kind of, of a seek and destroy <laughs> kind of mindset. Right. Um, so I, I kind of figured that would be the way I go to grad school and, you know, get education and just work my way up the ladder and get paid really well. Right. Eventually run whatever I'm doing. Sounds great in theory. <laughs> and then you hear these words. I want to tell you the words you never want to hear people. The words this, Sean, it's been great having you, but we're going in a different direction. <laughs> you never, you never want to hear we're going in a different direction because it doesn't involve you. Um, so there was a change in leadership. The CEO right. that I came in, he was like 72, and he brought on a co-leader who just cleaned house and kind of put together his own team. And right. I did not, I was not a part of that team. Right. Um, so I, I kind of knew then that I'd never work for anybody on an on like I'd work short term till I kind of get my ducks in a row mm -hmm. to make money, pay bills. I just had a daughter at the time and was mm -hmm. married. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of play, sometimes you got to play defense in life. Yep. Right. And so I had to play defense for a little while. And while I was playing defense, my first business idea came to me and it has really set the trend for everything the next 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, go against a lot of things that most people think like the first business I'm sitting at a, a sales meeting, I'm selling life insurance and, and, and annuities and all that. I just started and I was doing really well. I mean, next to selling crack, selling insurance is probably the second best sales commission job. Um, so I was really making a lot of money and I'm sitting there at, at our Monday sales meeting and I'm looking out the window and you know, all these cars, first time I was ever around Mercedes and BMWs, mm -hmm. Jaguars and crazy. Now my car wasn't, wasn't quite like that, but I'm looking out there and I'm like, my car is so dirty. It looks like crap out there next to all these cars. And then I was like, what if somebody could come here? Now that sounds easy now. Right. 30 years ago it wasn't. What if right. somebody could come to the actual parking lot, mm -hmm. not take my car and bring it back, but actually clean it while I'm here. Right. I'm like, well, what would that take? Okay, you need a water tank. Okay, well, okay, and then you need a vehicle that can hold a water tank. And we all know that now because there's power washing companies that yep. do that. But 30 years ago, nobody was doing, doing that. that. Right. 
So I founded Waxmaster Mobile Detailing. That's when it was everything was toll-free. Toll-free number, because we were in D.C., right. yeah, 888-933-3824, which was 888-WE-DETAIL. <laughs> right. Great. You know, and the tagline, always grab something big. This is another thing I always do. Our tagline was America's Choice in Mobile Detailing. Oh, I love it. Like nobody, yeah. else, nobody else claimed it. Why don't I take it? <laughs> right, right. So we'll, we'll grow into that. But right. I made, you know, over 30000 a year doing nothing but creating marketing and setting up the girl who answered the phones and scheduled the work. Right. Then at the end of the week, my partner would come in and we'd split everything 50, 50. Right. And so I didn't love anything to do with cleaning cars. I've yet to clean a car to this day. Right. I, I, it's not my thing, but I knew there was a demand for it. Right. And that extra 30,000 paid for me to do anything I really wanted. I mean, 30,000 of extra cash, mm -hmm. you can buy up some real estate and some things of that. So that kind of got my brain in motion mm -hmm. on the idea that, okay, you don't have to be in love with what you're doing. You can be in love with business in general and, and marketing and the, the startup game and whatever. You can, you can love that component of it, or maybe you love what the money generates so that you can be philanthropic. Mm -hmm. You have a great schedule. You can play golf or ten, whatever it is you want. You can look at the the passion thing a little differently because again, I think passion is an entrepreneur's mistress. <laughs> I think it leads them down the unprofitable thing. Example: I love golf. I'm in a city of sixty thousand. Right. What am I going to do? Buy like a golf a driving range? Right. I'm going to buy a golf course and lose money. I mean, right. it, it, it's not always a good business idea. Right. Yes, I would agree with you. I've I've done some of those, <laughs> and uh, usually I end up paying for those. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. No, that's what they are. Yeah. Business is not my hobby. Right. Business pays for my hobbies. There's a difference between them. So I've started service companies since then uh -huh. till now, and I've made millions and millions of dollars. I like anything that has a human element. I still believe the human being is the greatest thing. You know, like AI at its best is up to like 1% of what an ant can do. Mm -hmm. I saw that study, but I don't want anything that competes with Amazon, AI, or software personally. Like that's the niche I want. Okay. And so give I, us some examples. Well, yeah. Give us some examples. Just what you any, like. Anything a human being, Oh, gutter cleaning, painting, uh, oh. handyman company, bathroom remodeling, kitchen remodeling. I've made millions off all these right. masonry division, solar, uh, you know, all these, I have companies that do these. Mm -hmm. So the margin has to be at least three and a half times. So I'm not in the, like, I don't like house cleaning or lawn care or any of those margins aren't big enough. Okay. Those the margins are, are really high mm -hmm. um, in a, if you live in a good city. So I like that. I own a huge digital marketing company, but we have a service component that's huge. We actually meet with our business owners once a month. We go everything on site. Mm -hmm. And so we have a huge human element to it. And that's what gives us an extraordinary you know, value proposition. Because like most business owners, example, you, you want to sell me digital marketing. And then you send me that little sh spreadsheet at the end of the month and it tells me what you did. I don't understand that. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't, you know, it's bots and it's this and it's that and it's, you know, ROI and 10, ten things I don't understand. One thing I may, may understand, but I don't. Right. So uh, when I went to do digital marketing, I asked, I said, listen, I'll spend a lot of money with you people because they knew I did. I did Super Bowl ads and World Series and all that kind of stuff. So they know that I was a white whale when it comes to spending money, mm -hmm. I said, but I want somebody to come in my office once a month mm -hmm. and in 15 minutes, tell me what I spent, what we spent it on, what was working, what wasn't working, what we were going to change if necessary. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I wanted. And, um, and when I did that, I, I met the guy who was going to handle my account 
and he was brilliant and he was not even their top. They brought in all these salespeople to sell me and the quietest guy in the room was the smartest guy in the room. The analyst. So I called him, yeah. the, I called him the next, I threw away everybody's business card. Right. And so I took his business card and I called him the next day and I gave him that parole. I said, James, I'll, I'll hire you all if you come there once a month and you do what I just said. And then I said to him at that point, I said, and you're going to end up being one of my employees or we're going to start a company together. <laughs> And he said, yeah, you kind of come across in such a way, Sean, where you kind of have that edgy arrogance, but I kind of <laughs> believed it, you know, because you kind of have it. And, and like, I, I thought funny. it might be true. Right. And so he took over my campaign. I remember it was in like November. He did an incredible job. And it was like May of that year. And I said to him, because younger, and I said, have you ever taken your family to Disney World? And he goes, no, but it's obviously something we'd like to do. I go, great. I'd like to pay for it. And he goes, well, why would you do that? And I said, well, I told you, you're going to be my employee or my partner. And I just want to put a down payment on it. <laughs> and he goes, you're serious. I go, yeah, no, I'm serious. I go, and I gave him a credit card. Uh -huh. And I said, here, take it, whatever. And I gave him a balance that he could use. And it was in the thousands. Right. And he handled my digital marketing for like two years, did an incredible job. And then I finally said to him, I said, James, you're, you're a really nice guy. You need to get a massive raise. Mm -hmm. You need to go back to your employer and you need to leverage yourself. And I said, do they have a no compete agreement with you? And he goes, no. I go, now you really need to take them to the woodshed. Mm -hmm. I said, because you, you are their entire digital marketing company. And, and he went to them and he tried to broker a deal and they kept turning them down. This was like going on for like six weeks. And I said, okay, tell me again that you have not signed a no compete. He goes, no, I have not signed a no compete. I go, great. We're going to start a company. And you, everybody can look this up. It's gig strategic. It's huge. I mean, it's an incredible digital marketing company. Mm -hmm. um, so I said to them, all right, I'll bankroll your, your salary. Like, tell me what it is you make. He gave me the dollar figure. I mm -hmm. said, because he was the only person providing income to his family. I said, I'll guarantee it for a year. Mm -hmm. and, and we'll be partners. And I'll put you in my office and we'll, we'll create, you know, I put them in my conference and we started, that's another thing. Never start a company with a lot of stuff. I bought right. him a laptop computer and stuck them in my conference room and bought him a phone. Mm -hmm. And that was it. We started it. Our first month we made more than, I only paid his salary one month. Is that one right? One month. We, we, yeah, we did, you know, we'll do over, you know, seven figures and it's an incredible company and we've only been doing it three years. And we have a unique selling advantage and we're getting ready to fran we're going to go into the franchising process of it because mm -hmm. we have a very unique thing that we do. But, but my point is, is it involved a human being, right? I like the human element. Mm -hmm. I like a problem that I bump up against dirty car and I can go like 20 companies deep that I've done the same model. Mm -hmm. I see a problem or a need. I partner with someone. That's what I do in all my businesses. I partner with someone where I couldn't, I couldn't continue to, I couldn't fulfill what it is we're selling without them. Right. Like I'm good at getting it off the ground. I'm good right. at bankrolling it. That's mm -hmm. my sweet spot, marketing it, but I don't want to run it. Right. I want to get it going and I want to hand it off to you. I want to do what's really hard for some people, get things off the ground, mm -hmm. come up with the capital. Once that we do that, then you take it over. Right. And then I mentor you and you know, we'll, but I, you know, I'm not involved in any of the day to day. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been doing that for about 25 years and thus the company every year. And, and that just means that we start a $250,000 profit stream mm -hmm. and or something new every year. But 250,000 is kind of the benchmark. Gotcha. Like every year I'm like, okay, we got to bring in 250,000 of new revenue. Where are we getting it from? Right, right, right. That makes sense. And so for people that listening that maybe don't have never owned a business or um, are thinking about, because I think, you know, 
now is one of the most um, opportunistic times to start a uh, a business, even if it's just working for yourself as a, uh, you know, as yeah, an independent contractor. In, independent contract. I mean, mobile working, you know, with COVID and everything that happened, working yeah. from anywhere. I mean, that's what I found. I, I thought I had to be geographically located where my businesses were and had to be there all the, t- you know, be there and all this. And I, you know, through COVID, I was like, I'm just on this computer. Wow. I could be anywhere in the world right now. I don't have to be sitting in my basement at home. I could be anywhere. We have our our digital marketing team. I mean, I remember James had a hard time. He wanted them all to come to the office and be like a mother hen. <laughs> and they're all millennials. And I said, right. listen, James, I don't care if they work from a damn hot air balloon. Right. They can come to your once a week meeting, but leave them alone. He right. had the biggest problem with that. Right. Because he wanted to be like the mother hen. Right. I go, you can't do that. They can work from Starbucks. They can work from the yep. little coffee shop down the street. And as I said, and they can work from a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Give them what you want them to achieve. And Give then, them the freedom to do it. If they can't do it, you fire them. You mm-hmm. Let them go. Because this model of freedom is the new model. Right. I agree with that. So, so forget all the people that are really good are going to want this. So build the model around excessive freedom, mm-hmm. excessive results. Mm-hmm. And, and we're so, going to give you excessive freedom, but you better produce like a son of a gun. Right. And so for people that are thinking about starting a business, thinking about, you know, becoming a contractor, I, I guess, what are some tips? What are some things? What are, what are some pitfalls that may be where they're afraid of like, what about this? What about that? So kind of what, what do you typically okay. mentor and encourage? Do you have people? a skill? Do you have an expertise that you can actually get paid on? Example, you're the accountant or you're this. So just if you look at your job and say, if you had to leave the company for a year because you were sick and they said to you, listen, we give your job back in a year, but we need you to find kind of like an independent contractor, somebody to do this. Mm -hmm. You got to ask yourself, do you have a position where you could kind of create that level of a niche Mm -hmm. where it's a very defined objective? Like I do this for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's something somebody would pay for a bookkeeper, an accountant, head of marketing, whatever that skill set is, it, it needs to have a tangible payout on it mm-hmm. where you, where you could go to somebody and say, this is how much I, I could charge for that. Right. Or your company is billing you out at a certain amount. Right. So that's kind of the, you know, that that's, you know, kind of the, you know, the model mm-hmm. that, you know, that you want. <laughs> My attorney called me on a real estate deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sending him to voicemail. Um, <laughs> so you know, so that's, that's kind of it where you just want to go, okay, wait, they're billing me out on 120 an hour. How can I package me up as a business and create a value proposition to customers? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, maybe you're an engineer. That's all it is. That's all you're doing. And, and, and either books you've written or, or other people have written resources, where would people go to kind of the how-to step-by-step manual of how to step out uh, from being an employee to being... Uh, a contract. You know, I think Dan Miller own. wrote a good book called 48 days to the work you love. Interesting. Dan Miller. It was a New York times bestselling book. Mm-hmm. He wrote it in like 2008 and he's somebody mm-hmm. that I, I know personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his book is the, the best mm-hmm. and you know, on how to do it. So it yeah, was 48 days, 48 Dan Miller, Dan Miller, 48 days, days. Yeah. 48 days to the job, to the work you love. Interesting. Okay. And and if you go to 48days.net, 48days.com, he owns it a hundred different ways from Sunday. Okay. And Dan Miller, uh, he, he like one of his best friends is Dave Ramsey. They, oh, they uh-huh. live in the same place in Tennessee together right. and been friends forever. And uh, yeah, he's, he's just a really quality guy, but he, yeah, he wrote that book. And, and then I, I you know, I wrote the world's greatest business plan. If you want to mm-hmm. like do the, okay, I got to take this from A to Z. You know, if you go to world's greatest business plan, 
backslash or however you do that (laughs) free book. You'll get it for free. Oh, beautiful. Like I don't normally give that one away. I just gave that one away. There's a 20, there's a $20 workbook you just got for free. Oh, I love it. Um, Yeah. So yeah. World's greatest business plans. However you backslash it free book, you'll figure that out. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, you just, you gotta, you gotta look at yourself as a company and you gotta do this. You just gotta go, okay, this is what I, I can do. Let's, let's just do it really simple. Sure. What is it that I can do that people will pay for? So you got that. That's answer to number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is what is it the services can get paid? Example, like a house cleaner could get this. Mm-hmm. An engineer can get this. Right. So kind of figure out what that sweet spot is. Right. And then look at it. I can get paid $80 an hour. Okay. Well, how many hours would I have to work to replace my income? You might find out it's like 12 when you really do it. Right. You get your, you know, like, okay, I only got to get booked 12 hours to break even on this whole venture. Right. Great. Okay. Who's our, who's the ideal target customer? Who most needs my services? Like if I was in a room of 10 people, you know, what mm-hmm. 10 people would I want to look like this if I was pitching the people? Right. You know? And so you have that, you have that like target customer, whoever that would be. Mm-hmm. How am I going to reach that target customer? You got to attract that target customer. How are you going to pitch them? Figure it out. Okay, I'm going to join this networking thing or I'm going to create this. However, you need to figure that out. You know, mm-hmm. none. Of, guess what? Being broke is hard and being rich is hard. But the difference <laughs> is being rich is only hard for a season. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some people want anything to be so easy. You know, it's it's going to be hard for a while. Figure out how to attract that customer. Figure out what you're going to do to do that whether it's going to, you're mailing out a postcard to target people, if it's real estate or something like that. However it is, there's your business. Now you create a name for your business. Make sure you can own the domain, Mm -hmm. .com, okay, Mm -hmm. or something that's fairly credible. Mm -hmm. Create a name that doesn't limit you in size. You know, like, you know, Afton Accounting, and it's only your little area. Maybe think a little bigger than that. Right. Try to pick up a name that gives you a little bit of gravitas. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get your name, make sure it parallels with the .com. Buy your domain. Now you incorporate. Very, very simple. You call your state corporation commission, or you can go online and have somebody do it free for like $100. Right. Incorporate your business. 99% of the time, you're going to start out as an LLC. If not, just ask your accountant for some advice. Now you got your business. You got your business spa. You got your name. You got your domain. Get a website built. Don't reinvent the wheel on this. Go attract some customers and get out there and do it. And I would recommend you do both at the same time. Keep your job until you attract a few mm. customers. Don't tell anybody. Keep your mouth shut. Right, right. Do, remember we talked about you had to do that at like 8.8 hours or something yep. to equal your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Well, great. You're going to work 48.8 hours. So you <laughs> right. work your 40 and then you're going to do the 8. And then once you're once you see that you got your – it's working, right? then you – transition out of it. I don't, I never recommend quitting a job to start a business. You earn the right to quit a job Mm. just because you want to be an entrepreneur or you have an idea you you have not, that that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's 168 hours in a week. And with today's technology, the 24 hour day right now is like a 48 hour day. Right. I mean, you can zoom a call, you can email instead of Mm -hmm. mailing things, you know, packages come overnight, you know, you don't even have to drive the blockbuster, you download a movie. (laughs) You just think how you get your groceries delivered, you get Uh your dinner, Tavala, you know, dinner, I get 20 minutes. I mean, if you really think it, what we did 20 years ago that took time compared to the 20, we've got 50% more time Mm -hmm. just in technology. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are we doing with the time? Right. Yeah. 
Well, exactly. We're, you know, downloading a lot of movies <laughs> right, and, right, and right. binging. But right. but you get the general idea. Sure. I mean, it, it, it's we're not splitting the atom. And everybody, oh, that's hard. And I always say, guess what? Being broke is hard. Right. I My parents did that. Sucked. It looked hard to me. Mm-hmm. When I see people older in life that are broke, still looks hard. Kind of even see it on their face. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're, they're one one thing away from, you know, something bad happened. You know, the car breaks down, boom. Right. Roof goes on the house, you know, they're, boom. Like everything can disrupt their life. But yet success is you work your butt off for a season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the fruit of it is just amazing. Right. And so what, so you talked about one pitfall, which, or, or I heard at least one in there, which was don't quit your day job until you kind of have success yeah, you and got you 80 percent of the money so right. you got about 80 percent you keep know. that where, where else do you think people kind of um fall uh, hit their head against the wall make mistakes when they're starting a new business the biggest thing is that they start with an idea that they haven't tested and so they mm-hmm. quit everything take a line of credit on their house for like an idea beta test it pre-sell it Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you send out an email going, guess what? We've had such an incredible demand that we're about six weeks behind, but we're going to send you a free gift with your order. Right. And then you start the business that day. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We got a lot of people interested. Then you start it. Right. Okay. You don't, you don't get any, you know, I mean, these are good problems to have. Mm-hmm. You got to beta test it a little bit, you know, whether that, however you do, I don't care if you sell it at a garage sale or you sell it at a, a county fair or you do a, you know, put up a, a sales page or you create a Facebook live group and then you convert that. However you do it, you've got to get a little bit of traction. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about this isn't easy. There's got to be some, you know, if you think about it for a second, entrepreneurship is the highest paid job in the world. Okay. In the world, other than being royalty for the Saudi Arabian government, <laughs> take barring that. Right. Okay. But unless you're a dictator okay, mm-hmm. or a king, entrepreneurship pays better than anybody. If you look at the Forbes 400 list, right. They're all entrepreneurs, every single one, even ones that are like doctors. It's now they own a food pharmaceutical company. Right. They got some ridiculous patent or the right. lawyer now did a class action, you know, suit for asbestos. Right. You know, and it, they've got these all around the country. They, they shifted their, right. their professional into something entrepreneurship. It's 400 entrepreneurs, highest paid gig in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little bit hard and we, there is an entry level of, you got to build to get something off the ground. And you mentioned um, that you partner in all of your deals. You partner because you're an, uh, you know, just from my own background, you're an entrepreneur, you're a visionary, and then you partner with sounds like operations, tactical COO yes. type people, right? Um, 100%, yeah. And so again, I have for four, a couple of things I look for. Mm-hmm. Just so that, yeah, go for it. Because this is really important. The first thing, you know, that I look for in a person is wickedly smart. Mm-hmm. You can't fix stupid. And stupid has no capacity. And that's the problem. We always want to partner with like our buddies. I'm telling you, I like <laughs> extremely, I'd like very bright people. That does nothing to do with a degree, but they're just bright. Right. Number two is they have exceptional understanding of the industry we're going in because I have none. Right. Okay. Like the James, I need somebody, he worked with Fortune 100 companies. I need a person who's just understands the industry top to bottom. Right. Okay. Number three, sales. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a rainmaker. 
It's too hard. It's not enough money in the beginning to be paying him and then try to find a salesperson right away. If he can be a good salesperson for the first couple of years, mm. so huge, mm-hmm. absolutely huge. And then the next is, you know, leadership, mm-hmm. you know, can they develop, you know, they're going to be over top of people. If not, you're going to have to do it. So yeah, you got to look for, again, these, that's a pretty sharp person, but yeah. that's the difference between a partner and you're doing a 50% equity right. and an employee. In other words, I'll hire an employee, Right. If for something less than that, but to have that four headed monster, mm-hmm. it, you better give it, you know, it's going to require some equity. And, and so that's kind of what I look for. And I do partner in all my businesses. Right. As do I in almost all of mine, um, because that's, it seems to be, you know, it's easier to carry a load if there's more people to carry it. Right. I can carry this rock by myself or three or four people can carry you can't the rock. Get momentum. Right. One person can never create momentum. Right. And that's interesting. Can't. Yeah. Can't cre- yeah, if you think about it, one person can never create momentum. One person can't be a force multiplier. Two people it takes two to create three. Mm-hmm. So one person can never be a force. One person can only do what one person can do. Two people can do the work of three once they get synergistic and, and all that. Two people can create momentum. That's called teams. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm looking back, I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm looking back at mm-hmm. the things that were highly successful and in my life and things that weren't as highly successful. And you're right. Typically if it was me by myself starting something, it had it could have success, but you know, a lot harder and a lot longer time to get to that success where, you know, if and I'm, you're trapped to it, yeah. you're trapped to it. You're, right. you're strapped to it. So that's the only venture you have and you hold on to it for like dear life. <laughs> and then partners typically, yes, that's a different, I've had some, you know, I, and I don't think I've had too many that have gone, here or there, I've had some that went south, yeah. but that was the market, I've like a, literally market change or something, right? It is. 2008, I lost my, my number one business partner, but we, we all, the entire, you know, housing market and everything mm-hmm. flipped and, right. and and so there wasn't as much money to share. Right. And, and so that did it, but I've had just great partners using the formula that I use. Right. Well, I like that. I like the formula, I like the simplicity of it. Any last thoughts for people that are tuning in, either thinking about starting a business or maybe have already started a business and kind of in the early stages, just kind of some sage wisdom or sage advice from somebody who's been in so many and done this for such a long time and started so many, right? So you can see that it's different if you start one versus you've started many. Now you're going to start seeing patterns. Yeah, I think the, 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 the first, if you're getting ready to start a business. Okay. I'm just going to make it really, really Mm -hmm. simple for you. I'm going to give you a master's degree in business in under a minute. There's only three things you have to do in business to be successful, but you have to be good at all three. Can't skip any of them. First thing is you got to figure out how you're going to attract customers. Mm -hmm. You just do sounds simple, but you you do. And if you can't, you'll be out of business. JC Penney and Walmart, JC Penney, Sears and all that. Once you Mm -hmm. can't attract people, you're done. Number two is you got to be able to sell people. You have to be able to convert. So you got to have a sales, a really good salesperson somewhere on the team. And number three is you got to fulfill. You got to be able to fulfill what it is you sold, the customer service end of it. They all typically require a little bit of a different person, Mm -hmm. you know, to do those. So you got to be able to have that, those three covered in your startup. However, you're going to do that. If you're able to do them all yourself, you're extraordinary great for you, but you got to be able to do those three for the people that are already have a business Generally, what's keeping you from scaling is your, your team's not good enough. Mm. You're one hire away from something big. Mm. You're one hire away. You're not willing to pay it. You're not willing to try to find that person. Uh, you know, whether you bring them on as a partner or an employee, I don't care how you do it, but you're typically sub five years in business. 
typically you're it's it's the one big hire that you haven't made yet you you don't have that extraordinary person on staff interesting that, that one that you're like when you come to the office every day you're like you look in the parking lot to make sure their car's there they're that good <laughs> no really they're that good they're that right. good right right no i like that and and it and i'm assuming it's usually in one of those three categories you just mentioned right Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, you got to have somebody who's sales. You got to have somebody who can handle the fulfillment end of it. They're an right. operations person right. or you got to have an extraordinary marketing person. I'm always the marketing person typically in mine. Mm. So that's my superpower. And what I bring mm-hmm. to the equation um, is that, but yeah, you gotta, ha- you gotta build a, you gotta build a sell. You gotta build a fulfill. If you can't do those three things, you'll be out of business. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So people, if they want to hear more wisdom, uh, can go to your website, which is just uh uh, your name.com. So Sean, yeah. uh, com, right. So uh, I was going to start a business and I figured I might want to start with my name, yeah. so, but that's my personal, that's oh, right. my personal site. And then it looks like you have, um, like a group or do you do like weekly lives or something? You, you have a, if some type of entrepreneurial group site, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to that site, you'll get my free book and then my team will invite you to a lot of things an invitation to like the weekend MBA, which will sell out of course. We do that once a year. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it'll give you access to things for free. Everything's kind of like free on there, except mm-hmm. obviously tickets to the weekend MBA. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'm, you know, I'm legit mm-hmm. verified. And every other day, I think I post something to do with business that actually will mm-hmm. help you in under 30 seconds. Like love very it. direct, very to the point. Love it, love it. And and that direct to the point is usually uh, what's actually needed, not all the other fluff. So I appreciate the yeah. directness. And That's to why the I point. have a 10-minute entrepreneur <laughs> podcast. That's why my podcast is 10 minutes. I, 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 I you're very efficient. Attention span of a sle- I got the attention span of a flea. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I do appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. We, um, we'll get this out. We'll put uh, links to your website uh, in our show notes. And it was a pleasure meeting you and just kind of getting a refresher myself. So I appreciate that. Great. I really appreciate being a guest on the podcast. Have a good one. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, B-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.